Yeah, I did that off my phone. Yeah. <laughs> welcome, so, to, welcome to Couch Crashes. This is Jim. I'm Gonzo. Someday we'll go back to the to the seats or have a, a mobile recording set up or yeah. I don't know, have a studio and a couch. It's the goal. Upon which to grouch. It's the goal. But also a computer because we're on the couch now. But, like, we'll have a computer to play that back through again. I mean, I, I could have set it all up tonight. And I could see the levels, and I could talk for hours about the levels. See, that doesn't help me. That's a bar graph. I, I see that I'm on the right channel, and you're probably on the left channel, since my right channel is going a little bit higher. But if you talk... Yes, I'm here. Yeah, see, you're on the left channel. Now, if see, it makes I you feel any idea. better, though, it makes you feel any better when we talk about channels right now... Um. We're just I'm just gonna mix this all down into mono anyway. So. Oh yeah, but like I, I can see how I'm being recorded. I got that bar graph, that's pretty nice. But it's not the same as, as, as my waves. I like my waves. It gives me a better idea of where I'm at. Okay. Well uh, I'm gonna do this. I I wanna see what this looks like on a bar graph. Oh, it peaks. It peaks. Great. Sorry about that, listener. Singular. <laughs> listeners singular. Hi, Josh. I know you're there. My friend of the show, Josh. Oh, no. We have listeners. We have people who send stuff in. People have asked where our shows are. Oh, and Sarah's Sarah's been, been on the ball and lately. Steven. Steven. Right up until, like, we dropped the ball on Sarah yeah. after... After we put up this big fuss about people not sending in mail and not talking to us. All right, let's just take, like, what was it? A full two, two. years off? Two years. Yeah, we, we, we've been off for two years, right? We've, we we missed two weeks. Five months? Two weeks. Three weeks? Two. Only two? Only two. We missed... Did we do something Christmas week? Did we do something on, like, the Monday there? Yeah, I think we did. Was that the Star War? Yeah, I think it was. That was the Star War, yeah. I yeah, because Star Wars was the 20th. Yeah, here, yeah. I, I got a calendar. I can look at this. It doesn't have our recording dates on it, but I can at least get an idea of what we missed. I could pull up the recording um, dates if you want. No, I'll just go to the, the calendar here on my phone. Let's see. So we had the Star War was apparently not on. So oh, wait, there it was. The 19th, the 19th was the Star the 19th War. 19th was Star Wars. So we did something on Star Wars yep. Day. Did we do something like the Monday or Tuesday before Christmas? I don't think so. I don't remember. But then we didn't do anything Christmas. No. All right, no, because I remember it was decided on the 26th that we weren't doing anything that week. Because you texted and both me and Joe were like, "Uh, it's right after the holiday, we're fucking tired. Which I agreed with. I was totally down, but I also had to beat you. I felt like I had to. Then we didn't do anything New Year's week. Oh, it really was only two weeks, huh? I promise. It feels longer. I wouldn't lie to you. I don't know what's up with that. Felt felt longer, I guess. Um, but we're back now, and I wish Joe was here to like have an angry response to 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 do. But I don't know. You're over there on the iPad, so I'm just. Well, kinda no, I'm ra- trying to help. I'm trying to. I was trying to open a Podbean to make sure that we were right, and then you figured it out. So I'm. I'm just filling. No, fill, it, fill in the space with noise now. So, uh, what's new in Gonzo World? Not a whole lot, I guess. Uh, I showed you earlier I was working on just some little bullshit programming projects. Yeah, it looks cool. Some world generation. Because I, I had this idea that I wanted to work on a game again. 
Oh, dear. And then I had no idea what I wanted to do, so I kind of just tossed some ideas around in my head, and I thought, okay, tank game. You know, tanks are fun game, but how do you... But tank tanks have been done, you know, to death. How do you make good tank game? Spider mechs. Well, what if you had destructible terrain? Now, there's a thought. So you you could be like someone's hiding behind a, a hill, and you could just shoot your way through the hill and get to them. That's, that's really hard to do sometimes. Sure. Uh, in in different games, like you know, because th- there's like easy terrain and hard terrain. Easy terrain is just height maps. Yep. But you don't get cool things. Even if I didn't want destructible terrain, you don't get really cool. You can't get like sheer cliff faces that look good, um, or that look reasonable or realistic. You can't get uh, overhangs on things. So you miss out on a lot of like real world terrain if you if you do that because I mean let's face it a height map terrain is every point has a height yeah and that's not how the real world works because the real work world is volumetric you know things have volume mm-hmm. cliffs and and terrain and the ground it's all particles so it, there's a volume to it you can take a cube of it out and dig a hole through that cube. Yes. And then you got a hole, you know? Yes. So it, it's not... It, it was a cool experiment playing with, with height maps, but it wasn't realis- realistic enough for me. And you know, um, back, oh, what, three years or so ago, maybe four, when I decided that I, was, I wanted to make a game based on our D&D campaign. And then yes. I got... Way too sidetracked from like actually making a game and going just into the the g- world generation. Was and that the day that I made like on like eight bit things of all, of all the characters? I think so. Yeah. yeah. So so it was like okay, yeah, it this was, be cool. I was, I was I was selling insurance. I was working in the insurance office and I was all alone in the office that day. I remember that. So I spent the day instead of working. But like I wanted to, I got way too bogged down in and sidetracked by the simulation of a world instead of i don't know playing a game this this is how this goes for me is there's something real interesting to me about the simulation of the world in world generation that's why like i wish that i understood how to play dwarf fortress wow because (laughs) wow dwarf fortress though is amazing world generation like that is the bread and the gameplay is a thing that you do on top of it so much so that uh in at least recent enough memory they released a, a patch to or not a patch but an update to dwarf fortress that added in what they called like adventure mode i think because it used to be you know you generate a world then you you have your dwarfs and you just you you try and build a fortress for them and you dig right. around you set traps you get all your resource production going yeah it was it's kind of its own genre of mm-hmm. fortress building game. Sure. But they released this this um, version of it that included now adventure mode. So instead of managing that, it's a text-based sort of adventure that follows the lives of a generated character in this world. Because that's the world building in it. Sure. They generate thousands and thousands of, if you scaled to real world size chunks of terrain bigger than new jersey 
<laughs> looking for just the right combination of high spots and low spots. Then it simulates rainfall. Yep. And using the rainfall, it can simulate all the biomes, including realistic uh, rain shadows on the on the, uh, opposite of leeward. Leeward is towards the wind, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, so it, it generates all of this stuff. Like on the backside of mountains, there's rain rain shadows that cause deserts to form. And on the leeward side of mountains, you've got rainforests and more vegetation because all the rain falls there as it sweeps up. And they generate temperature maps and all this shit. But then... I didn't realize that it did, like, it was so topographical as well, though. Like, but, well, that's because to look at it, it's a bunch of ASCII characters bleeping and blooping around on the screen. Yeah. Um, but the world simulation and generation, because after it does that, it uses all that rainfall to generate paths of rivers. Right. And once it generates those, and once they reach the sea, all of a sudden it generates population centers by sure. plopping them down then it simulates socioeconomic interactions between these places <laughs> and the whole while it's building up these centuries of backstory and history and all you're doing is viewing over it as and, god and like <laughs> establishing trade routes and shit and it's super fascinating but i i'm real bad at the game and all of my dwarves die do you think god is just running a simulation yeah, maybe. Could be. Uh, Some kind of techno-organic thing. Well, there, there, there's plenty of, like, actually, physicists yes, theorize yes, on. They, yep, there is, a, there um, is definitely a, a simulation theory, yeah. The, there was, like, the one that I can't wrap my head around quite, which <laughs> is the uh, universe as a hologram. Like, not, not in the okay. Star Wars-style nope. three-dimensional hologram, like, projection, projector things, or even the hologram. It's actually kind of close to the the hologram on the credit card because that right. how that encodes information. Yeah. So it's the idea that this is like an encoding on a, a higher dimensional surface to project. I my friend Jareth, who I've I've talked about on here before. Yes. Uh, Jareth tried to explain it to me once, and, and I you don't. Were too sober. I I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's nihilistic and existential, and I got enough of that in my life. I, I don't need I don't need additional nihilism, really, uh, especially not in the cold winter months. Nihilism will be fine in the warm summer sunny days when you can wish for the uh, wish for oblivion in the in the midst of the heat. But like it, it's dark out early now, and it's cold, and it's gross, and it's. Nah, nihilism's not for the winter. No, not, <laughs> nihilism is definitely not a winter endeavor. Wi wintery nihilism is is just fancy depression, really. <laughs> it, it's just it's pretentious depression. It's spicy depression. Spicy depression. Uh, and we all got enough spicy depression in our lives that we don't need that. Speaking of depression, um, I don't know what this segue is going to be. I'm slightly afraid. No, nothing bad. Um, so for those that know me, um, I struggled with my weight my entire life. Mm -hmm. And, um, a couple of years ago, my wife and I found a really, really good means in which to lose weight. And, but it's a little regimented. Having a child. No, that's how we gained it all back. Ah, 
So now we are ritual sacrifices. If only it worked. I I have an aside about that. Is, I'll let you get through this your. This is thing the only first. child we have that you know of. Well, like I'll I'll let you get through this story because I do have a quick occulty so, aside. So basically, my wife and I have. Uh, gotten back on the wagon and gone back to our eating plan and it's fine it's just a lot of work but um keto yeah and it works oh um, my god this i could do uh i was thinking about doing cooking videos about some of this stuff um so maybe we'll do that but um yeah but it's not just it's not just about the diet it's the fact that i let myself get you know get my weight out of control again it's um I try to be very honest with everybody out there. Uh, it's a struggle. And uh, just trying to make the best of it. So wish me luck and uh, we'll see how we do. Well, it's a decent enough segue into my occult thing because. Yes. Uh, Speak to me, Satan. <laughs> well, whatever you do, don't attempt to use magic to lose weight. Um, you see, it's an anecdote that I think I read on a blog a long time ago it was an occult slash magic blog um where the the author said pretty much the same thing because he was saying once upon a time he tried to use magic to lose weight like he sat down he did the rituals and and made his sigils and everything and cast his magic he wanted to lose weight and for the next week and a half he came down with the worst case of diarrhea he had ever had where he couldn't keep any food in his system and Consequently, he lost weight, but I imagine he lost a lot of weight you know, to it's begin just, with. But yeah, you, you, you take that sort of a shortcut. You get what you want, but not how you want. So don't. That's <laughs> that's my lesson to to all of you budding occultists out there in Radio Land. And this was Gonzo's Black Magic Corner. Oh shit! We actually had a Gonzo's Black <laughs> Magic Corner for the first time in a long time. A long time I, I think yeah. the last. No, I I did something. I talked about the the Santa thing. Oh yeah, no, yeah, no. We we we. So that's kind of white magic, I guess. Um, what else did I do for Gonzo Black Magic? I had that rant about another friend who was just getting into witchcraft and using magic to solve all of her everyday problems. Her and I no longer speak. (laughs) It's like abusing the force. Don't don't do it. You know, and, and okay, so now I'm gonna get nerdy as shit. It reminds me of a um, thing I used to do um, at a LARP. Mm-hmm. So we play I play vampire, and this is me playing a Tremere, not the one you remember earlier than that. And I'm training an apprentice once, and we're talking about magic. Mm-hmm. And I say to the apprentice, you see that, that cup over there? Bring it to me. And the apprentice was like, ooh, and used movement of the mind to take it and telekinetically bring it over to which point i smacked her in the head and i said no you get up and fucking go get it there's no reason to fucking you know that's what magic's for oh uh, i mean okay so i think i've briefly touched on the fact that i have been in i i've been all over the place online right yes and i believe it was when we were watching uh howling to your sister is a werewolf. Yes, we actually have a howling article for for news. But yes, but so uh, if you remember, that was I believe when I found that scholarly article and forum where, where people right. 
debated. And I think I touched on the fact. And there are the people that actually were like being trying to say that they were the yeah. things that. So I think I touched on the, the, the part where I was. Like I wanted to make it a segment, but you didn't want to because you thought it would be mean. Well, where I, I used to. So I had a friend who, you know, in high school. It was dark, edgy. It was the thing to do. Sure. You know, claimed that he was a, a vampire. Sure. And he needed to drink blood. Whereas I have always been interested in the occult and the weird things. Uh, shit. I, I actually found something while I was cleaning out my uh, the room at my parents' house. It was, I think, I think I had gone to the library and picked up books maybe a year or two before I got this one. But it was the first kind of actual occult book that I bought ever. Believe it or not, I bought it from the Scholastic Book Fair. <laughs> because around about the time that Harry Potter was getting huge, Scholastic Book Fair all of a sudden was like, okay, um, witchcraft, I guess. And it's the weirdest shit that I could have bought this at a Scholastic fucking book fair. But it's this little purple book it's called like the wizard's first handbook or something okay and it's basically like just barely dipping its toe slightly into some of the floofier wicca circles with big focus on rhyming spells and and everything and i actually found it so it's not your uh it's certainly not your uh diagram based gardenerian wicca no no <laughs> No, not at all. Uh, it's much more, it's a little more in line with, hey, buy these crystals and put them under your pillow and sleep and mixed with a little bit of the secret style. Because let's not kid ourselves, people. Making a vision board and following the things written down in the secret. Hey, I don't, I don't really want to ruin this for all you good little christians out there who th who think that this is told this is witch is witchcraft you're doing witchcraft it, it's it's the same thing it's <laughs> it's known as natural magnetism the the purpose of the image board is because you're putting what you want together into the world and like attracts like so by making this and don't forget as above so below you know the mirror of the macrocosm and microcosm that's all old alchemical shit. By making the vision board, you're you're inviting the same thing into the bigger world by making it a little. It's you're doing witchcraft. You're, you're you are performing spellcraft. Yes, and I you know, simple simple spellcraft. Like, but spellcraft I, I, nonetheless. I hope that this doesn't like ruin it for you if if your religion happens to be very anti witchcraft. I mean, I could talk for hours about how religion is the same oh i thing. feel like but, that's a different show but let's not get into that because <laughs> honestly if i haven't alienated you at this point i feel like two hours of me talking about that would drive god forbid you're listening to this podcast in a car you will drive off the side of the road hit a hit a telephone pole and I can't be held responsible for that. I don't want the, that. You're just in the right kind of saucy mood for yeah. it, though. You're in that kind of, I'm not depressed, but I'm really tired. Yeah. And it's cold outside, and um, fuck mammals. <laughs> like, you know, just... <laughs> so anyway, I remembered where I was in this in this ramble. Well uh, I, I found this little book that I bought. Um, 
and illustrated by Brian Frown. No, Sorry. it it had just, no, oh, just... it, it I oh it's not Anton Lavey in in there. It's got fucking a picture. I'm I have vague sense memories of the content of this book because even though I found it, I haven't looked back into it. Outside of looking, the important part of this story was I looked at the uh, the 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 date, the publishing date on that. So I got that book in like 2000. It was actually published in 1543. Well, I know that the scholastic republication then was in 2000 and I bought it in 2000. It has the date 2000 on it. So 20 years uh, ago. So yeah, I guess I've been doing this for 20 years now. There you go. So anyhow, yeah, vague sensory memory of, and it wasn't Anton LaVey. It was from some old movie, and it was a wizard with a fucking skull cap as his hat. That's what it was. He, he looked dark and sinister, but it was on the page that was talking about how wizards have hats. You can wear whatever hat you want. If you want a pointy Gandalf hat, you can have a pointy hat. If you want a skull cap, this dude's got one, I too. I want to see this book. I'll find it. I'll, I'll bring God it in. God damn it. I want to see this um, book. I want to see this book, and I want to give it to my child. But so, like, I've, I've been all over the place yeah. and, and in, interested in all these things. So I started checking out what the, uh, what the like, community of self-proclaimed vampires was like. Good bringing it back. Well done. I'm sorry. And, yes. and learning about them. Uh, and so I wound up on an IRC channel. I think I talked about this yes, during the howling. you did. And I remember. It may not have even been on the show. We may have been talking about it while we were watching. And I remember walking in the, or not walking, and sitting in that chat room. And occasionally people would come in and, and ask questions and just hang out. There was one day in particular that, uh, fuck, how did I get on this topic? Because this was the thing that was going to tie it back to whatever the fuck I was talking about. Um, Keep it going, though. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't the weight loss. It was maybe the weight loss? No, it was your thing about how your vampire story yes where you walked up and and smacked her and well so this person came in one day it was like the the like the moral of the story aside and the, the purpose of why they were there you know a lot of us were like hey okay well you're in this vampire chat room you say that you are a vampire and you're saying that this person was asking for help like because they apparently couldn't feed because i it's in polite society in polite society it is in fact a little weird for you to walk up to someone and say hey i'm a vampire can i drink your blood i need to feed you don't do that you know safe sane and consensual same as anything else in the bdsm world um no means no don't be weird don't make it weird but understandably this i can only assume younger person was having this existential quandary because they couldn't feed um and so everyone who was anyone in that chat room myself included was like okay well have you tried psychic feeding because that's totally a thing chronic vampires but like this is totally a viable alternative and for a little while i might still have a draft of the sort of report and study i was doing because i was looking into whether or not it was the same my theory and my hypothesis at the time was 
it's all the same. Well, you know, because it's all about the sort of transference of life force. Sure. So it's all conceptually the same. Um, but this person didn't want to hear any of that. It was no, I can't do that. I, 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 it's impossible. I only have blood. I need blood. But also, could you help me? Because I'm gonna do magic to give water the properties of blood. And I'm sorry to any of you homeopathy uh, practicers who I have also now just alienated because I understand that's – I'm not getting into that. That's different. I've already been going for almost 20 minutes on this. I could see the time there. I um, love it. I love it. This is so delicious non-standard content. They were Keep like, it up. <laughs> I'm going to do magic to make water into blood. I'm like, okay, so you mean like – the church way where where water where wine becomes blood do you mean what are you going to do are you actually trans are you transmuting this water into blood somehow because if you can i am endlessly fascinated with that ability how about you tell me what you're doing no i'm just gonna give it the energy of blood and then i can drink it and then that then that's blood for me it's like honey no no what are you doing so is he claiming to to actually like want to like so think about it. He's he wants to two step Jesus it, because remember Jesus can turn water into wine and then wine to blood. Wine to yeah, blood. he's two step Jesusing it. But so this is this is approximately the time that this person in the chat room and I got into a bit of a internet argument because I said then and I maintain now and it this is where it ties back to your thing is. Boy, you are going the long route to do the easy thing. Um, like, just the the internal, the logic, internal logic gymnastics that this person had to go through, which was, if we follow me on this, I'm a vampire. I need blood. I can't get blood. I can't, quote unquote, psychically feed. So what I'm going to do is if I put the blood energy into water, then the water is blood and I can feed out. That's how is that? The, you, this is. If you can do that, then you can quote unquote psychically. It's all the. Oh my God. It's so all like, the same. I want you to explain something to me. It's all the fucking same. I want you to explain something to me and I want you to be nice to me when okay. I explain this. Because I'm about to ask a very asshole question. That's fine. Why is it not okay to read the best of these and make fun of people? Uh, I mean, just, well, first off, I don't know that I have the best of these like compilation anywhere. Oh, but we can. Um, we, we, oh, I know where I could, we can search. <laughs> I know where I could. I could point you to all of the websites for these things. Right. Um, but explain to me why this is not a good thing. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't remember my logic at the time when I said we shouldn't. Now, keep in mind, we, um, I, I would never, like, name anybody or anything like that. But I just, I don't know. <sighs> I, I feel like it's, it's, it's... When did I become so me? <laughs> I feel like, though, with these things in particular, this thing that I'm making fun of now, I would... I feel like if we were to do a best-of compilation and, and roast on people... Then we would have to like make sure we find the people like this who 
who the, it's their internal logic that is bullshit and inconsistent and what the fuck are you even doing versus I don't the thing is I don't want to be making fun of like high schoolers who say I'm a vampire I want to drink blood because I'm a vampire if I'm going to make fun of them they have to really go out of their way to do asinine bullshit because I mean my I don't know what you were like in high school um I've heard some stories but like I don't think it'd be too I was far bullshit. off like a lot of people do a lot of dumb shit sure. in high school and, and and I think it so one the way I'm thinking is I remember that we found for lack of a better term like old angel fire sites and like proto forums and things like that and that stuff had the best stuff in that oh i used to go to those there's and one in particular so, i remember so ready for my rationale black background green text it had this weird goopy green like um sort of sidebar looking so thing here's too. my rationale with with using those to make fun of people those sites are at least 15 years old those motherfuckers have graduated well, and have children by now okay so here's maybe part of the reason that i'm hesitant <laughs> Did I ever tell you exactly how I got into the occult in the first place? I think on the show. Uh, if I have, then I apologize for repeating. Well, if I haven't, then Reader's Digest this version, is new yeah. for you. I, I, this is actually one. I've told this story so many times. I do have a Reader's Digest version. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so when I was a youngin, I liked to watch the animes. The animes. And one of the animes that I would watch because... It was, Toonami was easily accessible. Indeed. You know, it was before you had Funimation streaming services. It was before Netflix had anime on it. Toonami was a good mainstream gateway. Yeah, Toonami had to, uh, to anime fans whatever you people. wanted. Yeah. Um, and so I would watch this. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. It's a little obscure classic gem known as Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> um. So I watched Dragon Ball Z. Piccolo is still the shit. And actually, you know, along with Dragon Ball Z, you had Yu Yu Hakusho, which is fantastic, too. Um, but they all they share. The reason I bring these two up in particular is, well, the main characters of both kind of tend to shoot energy beams from their hands. I don't care. You know, yes. uh, in Dragon Ball Z, you got your Kamehameha and everything is energy blasts all day, every day. Uh, I'll it, always it, go back to Street Fighter. I'm sorry. In Yu Yu Hakusho, you've got a uh, spirit gun. So, me being young and impressionable, was like, I want to do that. That's real cool. How you do that? So, I went on the Google, and I googled like how to do Kamehameha, and it took me to one of the Angel Fire sites. Actually, this one might have been a tripod site. Or GeoCities? It wasn't GeoCities. I know that one. Tripod um, Okay. But it was either Angel Fire or Tripod. And if I found it now, I could probably show it to you. I actually remember a couple key phrases that are probably unique to that site that I could maybe Google. Uh, I'm not going to do it live on air. But it doesn't mean I'm not going to. Go ahead. Continue. But so. Uh, no, remember the, any of the phrases? I, I could spell that. Uh, oh, don't yeah. worry about it. Don't worry about I'll, it. I'll look it up later yeah, for us. Um, Continue. So I went there, and one of the first places I saw was, this is how you Kamehameha, and oh, this wow. is how you 
do Vegeta's Big Bang attack and all these other things. I'm like, oh, wow, let me read this. And so that started me into Qigong, you know, basic energy sure. work, Reiki. Reiki. It's the idea of the, the life force and, and manipulating that energy. Not for nothing. Um, it, it also, that, that story, I, I know, I, completely apropos of nothing, reminds me of a meme I saw last week. Yeah. The meme said, it was just like one of those text memes, just said, no one made fun of you for liking anime in school. They made fun of you because you growled at people and ran down the hallway in, in, in anime poses. Yeah. And not saying that was you, but like I, I know some of those kids. I mean, I think that's another reason maybe I'm hesitant to make fun of people. Not only because I was here doing the dumb, uh, but because I actually met a lot of people that are still my friend to this day because – we were all kind of Googling how to do Kamehameha, you know? Sure. And as we all got older, it seems like I'm pro. Uh, I was going to say I'm the only one that stuck with it. At this point now, ever since two years ago, I am the only one who stuck with it. Um, that's actually, I think, one of the reasons I was asked to speak and everything. But we'll, we'll move past that yeah. right now because it, it's not time for spicy winter depression. <laughs> That was my own witchcraft there, in case you're wondering. <laughs> but so, uh, no, and, and thank you. But so, Googling that, and that led me to more and more forms. And I distinctly remember being so, oh, my God, patent pending, dark and edgy. <laughs> patent um, pending. <laughs> that, like, I got, to, I got to a couple forums that were more legitimate sort of Reiki forums where yeah. people were talking about the actual sort of like what what you can go down to a holistic center now and sit down and get reiki energy healing done i mean they you have know, classes it, i mean I, I, you can you can learn it um my friend our, our friend elizabeth mm -hmm. i think she looked into because she does all the she does a lot of the she's a yoga teacher and does a lot of the yeah a lot of the eastern stuff and i think she had looked into reiki and i think she was like that's really involved but i know she's had it done before but so like I got to some of those legitimate sort of forums. Now we're off of the angel fire tripod. By the way, therapeutic Reiki, a lot of it is not only is it, you know, obviously energy and light manipulation, but there's a lot of um, massage involved and things like that. Like there is. I'm also uh, going to, here's my sort of hashtag controversial opinion on, oh. on that one, oh. which isn't that controversial, but uh, as and it's really weird for me to have this opinion, too. This is the thing about me and my mystical occult practices is I believe 100% of it 50% of the time and 50% of it 100% of the time. That's – but that – you should. That's – but that's 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 pragmatism, Michael. But, but so, like, so much of it involves stillness of mind yes. in general and – whether or not there's some mystical energy field that's being aligned or not, if you're sitting and your your belief in that makes you calm and stills your mind for that long, oh man, there's a lot of health benefits to it. Like, uh, you're talking about your mind over body is a lot of that. But Absolutely. But so reading about it, you know, I I was again though patent pending dark and edgy. So I got to these forums and people are like, no, that's not at all how this works. Why would it ever work like that? None of this. This is what it is. Stop it. 
and I sat there and went, no, no, you're wrong. I didn't, I didn't fight with them online about it, but my brain went, no, nah, I'm going to go back to Angel Fire. They tell me how to shoot energy out of my hands, which <laughs> um, if I ever figure out how, you'll be the first to know. Um, but can I not be the first target? Yeah, no. Okay. Listen, listen. There's plenty <laughs> of other people that get that. Unless first. it's initially non-destructive, and for some reason, there's just non-mechanical luminescence coming out of your hands somehow. I, I'd be down to like, you know, to see that. But so like, I think I'd be lying if I but said I don't, I don't want you to haduken me into no, a wall. No, that'd be bad. I think I'd be lying though if I said that I still don't think that it's i don't think i can shoot lasers out of my hands clearly but do i still try from time to time sure why not of course why not but like i think it's my personal attachment to the subject and knowing that i used to be a cringy idiot is, it's all right is like there are times where i still wish i could psychic assault somebody you know i just i don't want to i don't want to kill them i just want to make them bleed from the ears and nose intensely for like five seconds i mean i got a couple people that i could call in as character witnesses who've been around me when i do my patent pending spooky shit <laughs> who have straight up been like gonzo no stop gonzo no i whatever you're doing it's making me really uneasy halfway across the room please stop so uh who knows it could be real i could be full of shit i might just be that charismatic that i make people believe that i'm doing the real thing and at that point Fuck you, it is the real thing. Okay. Does it achieve what I set out to do? Then it's fucking real. Whatever. I should start a cult. I, I, I End can, episode. I can give you pointers. Evidently, I, I, I used to have the ability to, to create theatrical murder armies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel, I feel, I like, feel that, like that's a slippery slope for me to go down. No, but I feel like with me, so talking about theatrical murder armies. So the joke was is that I have a tendency, the type of theater that I do, the type of director that I am, the type of play, I'm very collaborative. I'm very big into everybody being part of the work and you know taking a, accountability for the work. And as a result, everybody's kind of got to, we're in this together type thing. By the time we're done, you know, a lot of people, there's, people feel very, people come back. They come back and want to work with me more and they're very fervent, you know, to the work that I do. Okay. Mine is different. I don't attribute my magnetism. I don't apply it in a metaphysical way. And I, let me rephrase that. I don't use a metaphysical allegory to describe it. I use the, um, I guess the, um, what I like to call the, the uh, solder car um, uh, uh, allegory in that, um, you know, like a, there, where it's it's super secret. It, you know what? This is gonna sound terrible. It's really the SS mentality. You take people, and and and, and you make them feel important, and you make them feel like they're making a difference, and you, you 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 get them involved in what they're doing, and make sure that they understand that they are better, that they are different than everybody else, and that the work they're doing is more important. Than, and you, and then you expose them to tremendous adversity that you have given them the tools to overcome on their own so that by the time they're done not only do they feel like they have 
you know, that they are exceptional and they've succeeded, but they can attribute their preparedness to do that to you. I don't do this on purpose. Someone once told me that that's what I was doing, though, well, as a director. Like, Jim, you're creating secret societies. I'm like, okay, sorry. Well, yeah, I've talked to, um, like, one friend of mine in particular who he's got a real good head for the organizational cult. Oh, Jesus. As opposed to me, who's got a real good handle on the look at my spooky mystical bullshit. And together, that's that's a that's like a Jim Jones there, and you don't yeah. want that. I don't. Well, I don't want. Not at all. I don't no, want that. Not at all. So, well, that's forty minutes of that. Um, what would you like to do next? I don't know, man. Um, it's a it's a show. It's a good show. Um, I, I absolutely. I I forget how any of this was supposed to be relevant to stories in the first place, uh, but I've done that thing where i spun off hey you gave me a microphone in front of me i'm gonna talk absolutely speaking of um quasi mystical slash religious traditions this sunday we're going to the boar's head festival we are and off of off air i will ask you what to confirm the time of that so i can put it in my phone i will so that i will be reminded but i will say if you are interested in going the um the Asylum Hill Congregational Church every year does um, the Boar's Head and Yule Log Festival. Uh, it's 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 beautiful. It's the it's the best done Christmas pageant you'll ever see in your entire life. There's no other way to describe it. It's got camels. It's got llamas. It's got sheep. It's Horse. Got, yeah, it's got acrobats. Um, it's got goats that scream with the yeah. voice of men yeah. it's got in acrobats. time to music. It's got giant glowing angel puppets. It's got incredible music. The fuzzy chickens. It's got, it's yes. It's got the heritage fuzzy chickens. You are. Correct. Those are cute. I like them. Um, there may still be tickets. Now keep in mind, they have no idea that we're plugging this. It's just something that I they go have to. not paid. No, this. not at all. But um, in fact, we pay them. Yes. Now, if uh, actually no, well, not, your your mother pays. One of us. It was your mother pays. My, my mother paid for us this year. It's not expensive at all. Um, if you're interested, I recommend just hitting up um, ahcc.org, Asylum Hill Congregational Church in Hartford, Connecticut. It is one of the largest congregational churches in the state. It's, in my opinion, the most beautiful congregational church in the state, if not the most beautiful church in the state. Um, if you like Christmas, it's all weekend. They they usually sell out, so you might. It yeah, starts tomorrow. Um, give it a shot. To see if there are any tickets left. Um, I know it's January, and like, why are you talking about Christmas? It's because it's the end of the Christmas season, and it's a really good way to to you know really to, to finish up because I, you know i i read a really good article and you'll appreciate this um and think about the end of scrooge when i say this the christmas spirit begins now now that christmas is over because christmas the christmas season provides the christmas spirit what they're trying what the what the christmas message is trying to tell us that's now like it's our responsibility to carry that on to the rest of the year 
and then we get it from Christmas. We gather it. We build it up. We we. Wait, Bill it. Murray did a really good speech on yeah that, yeah yeah. And if you do it, and you keep doing it, you'll grow high on it, and you'll love it. And I'm gonna throw that clip in the ring, by the way. So cool. <laughs> um, that would be a good clip. Pause for clip. Clip. Thank you. Um, that was a pretty long pause for that clip, but that's fine. <laughs> I mean, conceptually, it's just slightly longer than the clip because i figured the clip will go in the middle of that brief pause maybe and it'll just get cut in or maybe it never gets cut in who knows so the way that it could be one in the morning when we're done with this and you could go fuck it i'm posting it no just clip fucking posting no um, I, I already have it somewhere but if there was no clip there just imagine it you know the one we're talking about you've seen the movie before when bill murray says those nice things at the end of the movie and brian doyle murray's in that movie he plays his dad. He does. And um, uh, Dana Murray's in that movie. Yeah. He plays his brother. See, I don't know Dana Murray. It's his brother. So is Brian Doyle Murray. Yes, he is. I've well, Brian was... Doyle Murray is the Murray brother is, that is I his remember. Is Dana or did he play a character named Dana? Hold on. I don't know. I just know that one of my superpowers is knowing who Brian Doyle, Doyle Murray, Murray is. is just in general. Um, here we go. Okay. So, by the way, Bill Murray, his middle, his middle name james bill james william james murray is yes. it bill james murray it is william james murray as opposed to me james williams not murray um it says here that his name is john so he played a character named dana then hold on yes okay he did i'm sorry so his name's john murray he played a character named dana in a movie called moving violations it's a horrible movie and i love it and you need to see it so yes he played uh but he played uh he played Bill Murray's brother. It's a good movie. So, apparently, I think this is on Wiktionary. Wiktionary. Either that or it is straight on Wikipedia. It looks like a Wikipedia. So, it's either Wikipedia or Wiktionary. Bee removal is the article. Okay. The text is, bee removal is the process of removing bees from a location. Okay. That is technically the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so... Beekeeping. It's witchcraft in and all of itself. Bees are fascinating, though. They are. I know way too much about bees. Well, doesn't so, your mom... Is it your mom that does it for beekeeper? She, she used to. She stopped, like, yeah. last year, I think, because the more she got stung, she began to develop an allergy oh, to the Jesus. bee stings. So she opted to... Not die? No longer keep the bees. Uh, I should actually talk to... Talk to Gabby and Nick. Gabby, I think, was interested in the idea in keeping bees did we have nick this however did nick however i believe is allergic to bees i think we had this conversation a couple episodes ago about how could be abby was thinking about trying to do an apiary but i so there was that's, that... that's another level of hippie man for them that's like another level of hippie because now they're so you know because they're about growing food and stuff like that but now they're talking about making their own sugar like that's what you do with honey you make your own sugar but bees are fascinating they are. um and they're and they've been designated the single most important living organism on earth. Oh yeah, if the bees die, the plants die. If the plants die, the people die. Um, but so there was that one year at fair that I had a character that was based on a bee. I remember. And so that, in combination with the fact that my mother was keeping bees, I learned more about bees than I have any real practical use for. Okay. Um... I think it's fascinating that bees can communicate to one another because you think of language as being a 
primarily human or advanced trait. Sure. So the idea, at least advanced mammalian trait. Yeah. But like the fact that, so bees straight up communicate to each other where the honey is. They talk. They don't really talk. It it is the wiggle dance that you hear about when when people talk about bees dancing. But the the fact that they can communicate meaningful information that you can as a person as a human look at and translate what they're doing because they have a very specific pattern that happens um what they do is they great now i'm going to talk about bees for half an hour that's okay Um, but what they do if you don't know about the the mechanism of the dance so they do this figure eight sort of dance right where they come around in a semicircle. And when they get to the middle, they wiggle, and then they do the other semicircle background, the figure eight, and then they wiggle in the middle, and they repeat that with the wiggle in the middle, right? And so what it is, is the amount of times that they wiggle is directly proportional to the distance from the hive to the food. Interesting. And so honeycomb in the hive is vertical. Yes, so if you draw uh, an imaginary line straight down to gravity, yeah, right, and then you take when they wiggle in the middle, you take the angle between their wiggle and that line down to gravity, right? Then so take that angle, and from the hive, plot the angle between the sun and the food. And that's the same angle. So the wiggle shows how far and what heading from the hive to go to get the food. Not only that, but because bees see in ultraviolet, bees also have an amazing ability to keep time with themselves. Like a bee that goes out scouting in the morning and finds food will come back and sit in the hive and the sun will move as the day passes. But so will the dance. They will rotate the dance so that the angle between gravity and the wiggle is the same as the new angle between the sun and the food. So they're entomologists that just study this. Yeah. This and is just what they do. They, what a fat. Oh, my. That's terrifying. It's, it, it but blow, we know it's, like it blows my mind that they can that it's and it's not. Through smells like ants and everything, ants have those pheromones that yeah, they ants release. Ants do everything through pheromones, and they which so- is which is scary on its own. Yeah, but even then, you know, the one who's going out goes out and he finds the food, and then I would imagine I don't know enough about ants to confirm or he deny. Goes back and just gets everybody. But I think what it what it becomes is he can then sniff back to the hive, and I think he releases pheromones, sort of like a uh, breadcrumbs, so that once he gets everyone, they can follow that. Yeah back to the food I now that's correct and yeah that's clever oh but bees are highly but like yeah. that's clever but that's not really trading information that's breadcrumbs the fact that bees can communicate meaningful information in this way it, it blows my mind and and they're they're just fascinating quick, creatures quick bring bring that back to witchcraft I don't think that I can. <laughs> because um, if you do, we have a cohesive show. <laughs> but th- wasn't that the goal from the start no. today? We weren't going to have a cohesive show. No, thing. it's awesome. We it's were going to awesome. have talking points. No, I like it. Um, I love shit. bees. They're I, fucking fascinating. I don't know if I'm allergic to them or not. I've never been 
well, not recently. I have in the past been stung, but not any time recently. Um, Let's not find out. Did you know that honeybees, so everyone's like, oh, if a bee sting you, stings you, it dies. Not all bees. Only honeybees. Mm-hmm. Honeybees are the only bee that has a serrated stinger. Mm-hmm. But the reason that it's serrated is because they've got a, a ganglion nerve mm-hmm. attached to this, so it stings you. And when it gets ripped out, it takes the entire venom sac and the nerve with it. So it continues to inject venom in it. It does. And it's clearly designed to take down larger mammalian predators. Yep. As opposed to like other bees and wasps who have a who have a smooth stinger because their entire thing is they don't ha- they don't make delicious honey. No. So big furry creatures with fleshy outsides aren't coming to get it. They're under threat from other insects. Yeah, they're just stabby, stabby, stabby. So they yeah. just stab repeatedly. And unless and you're unless you're unless you're a bumblebee, and then you don't sting anybody at all. If you're no, a big, one of the big furry no, bees. No, but they do have stingers. They just don't sting. Uh, they they also have smooth stingers like the the rest. But yeah, they're they're pr- I I like them, but honeybees are 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 my thing. Well, honeybees, I the, love them. Honeybees are the important bee. But they're all bees are important. All yeah, bees but, are important. But honeybees... All bees pollinate. Yeah. But, um, all, but honeybees are the, the important bees, they say. But I think it's just because of the volume. There's more honeybees than any other bees. They're just... Except the yellow jackets. They're the assholes of the sky. Not actual bees, I was say, I don't think they're bees, No. Right? Uh, so, um, yellow jackets, hornets, wasps... And yellow jackets are a type of wasp, I believe is oh, are the they? name. Okay. And hornet, I think, is a different type of wasp. I think they go back to the wasp family, and they are actually they're so, all white Anglo-Saxon Protestants. Yeah. So if you look at the, uh, <laughs> if you look look at that uh, family tree and everything, and you look back at the branches, eventually bees and wasps and everything do converge. Oh, but sure. what it is is bees split off, and that's an entire genus i think okay is is the right name for it i don't i'm not uh an animal scientist yeah i don't remember the uh i don't remember the 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 what it's you know the the animalia the kingdom the species the, the, but like the, you, yeah, you i don't know, remember right? the, uh, yeah but i know what you're talking so about yeah. actually though uh wasps, wasps and hornets are in the same branching family as ants and other stinging Creatures. Yeah, that makes sense because the way they're segmented, whereas bees are segmented, but they're not as pronounced yeah, segmented. They, they, bees actually, the bees look like they have more of a scrunchy skeleton. Right. Whereas wasps and everything have that very clearly defined, here's a lump, here's a thin stick, here's a lump. Yeah, that very segmented look. So, uh, so actually, though, and I like it because around summer, everyone goes, you know, watch out for yellow jackets. Those aren't bees those are assholes in bee costumes and it's like well you know you are actually technically correct yellow jackets are not bees at all they are in fact assholes dressed like bees and this is a thing that you also now know I, I welcome f- to the things that i waste my brain space I, on i feel like we're remiss not to I think, I think that this might be like the first time in Couch Grouch's history 
that that wasn't just a soundbite thrown in <laughs> apropos of nothing, but actually related to the topic. <laughs> you 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 were here for this moment in Couch Grouch's oh, history oh. where where that wasn't played just because one of us found an excuse to say the name Nicolas Cage, but because we were talking about B, that I, I appreciate that soundbite in this moment. And I'm glad I had my phone here to hold it up to. I'll listen to it if it doesn't work. I, no, I watched it. It was, there, uh, right? it was up at speaking level. Uh, um, do we want to move on to mail? Sure. We got some mail. Is that what we do now? Did we... We were going to watch trailers. Yeah, fuck it. We'll just watch we, trailers. We, we could also watch trailers with Joe, too. I know Joe wanted to be here for the movies for of, the movies of 2020. 2020. Yeah. Um, oh, speaking of which, actually, before we get to mail, I've got a couple more things that I could ask you questions on and okay. that I could talk about. Sure. So, welcome to the Roaring Twenties, Jim. See, uh, you say Roaring Twenties. I think, uh, so you think of the Twenties, I think of like Blade Runner and, uh, and uh, Akira and... Uh, I, I, I don't look confidently on. Uh, well, you know we're off to a we're off to a great start in our dystopian hellscape already, uh, but I don't want to get into politics right now because, let's face it, last time I was allowed to just sit here and talk about whatever was on my mind, we filled like a two-hour episode with me, giving half-acid prompts about poli- political things. Yeah. So let's not. So you want to ask me questions? What's up? How was how was your New Year's? Uh, very low key. We were going to go to somebody's house, yep. um, and they canceled, which I understand a hundred percent. And honestly, we, 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 Jamie and I sat here, hung out and watched the ball drop. I, uh, bought a few lobsters, lobsters, and we had lobster. Oh, I, I thought this was just like a weird Williams family tradition where happy new year. Here's your lobster. <laughs> no, evidently people eat seafood on on new year's eve okay like i've never heard of that i before. always you, you eat something like when i was a kid we used to always have like big big stuffed lobsters but i was at the supermarket buying fish and other people were there buying fish for like shrimp cocktails and shit for, okay shrimp cocktail i can understand like, that's lob- that, lobsters for dinner it's yeah. just like shrimp cocktails a very party food and new but, year's eve is party time people, I, like, I don't know if it's people ate lobsters and such beforehand or that could be a very twenties thing. Everyone has like like a like a shishi dinner and then Maybe. goes and does champagne and dancing. But yeah, no, we sat in our fucking pajamas and watched the ball drop, and we were watching something else too. I um, actually didn't even see the ball drop. This we year. watched the ball drop, and then we went to bed. <laughs> we were playing. Uh, we were playing a lot of Jackbox Party Pack. Okay. Uh, at the party I went to, Splendid. we we had a nineteen twenties themed party because. Oh okay. You know this is. I'm I'm right in the prime age range for 1920s themed 2020 party. Sure. You know, like I feel like that that's sort of a that's sort of the mid 20 to mid 30s this year specifically would would have been the prime target group because yeah. we're young enough that we can stay up partying until 3 a.m. and not feel too shitty the next day. But also, we're old enough to like have a twenties themed party. Yeah, and and not just sit there, you know, like drinking beer, like you were, like you know, drinking beer, like it was the end of the world, and like you know. I mean, well, first off, if you think that I'm not going to spend the next decade drinking like I'm living in the prohibition, (laughs) 
your your mistake. Does that mean that we're just gonna drink in closets all the time and like? No, bathtub gin all the way. Oof. Well, so actually, I did it. Part of the reason I thought of this uh, was I had done a little bit of research on like sort of period drinks. Sure. Popular period drinks at the time. Okay. So it turns out that it really falls into like a couple big categories. One category is the tropical fruity drink because, hey, it's prohibition. A lot of people were flying down to Cuba. Sure. Because you know what didn't happen in Cuba? Prohibition. Prohibition. Yeah. So that's where a lot of a lot of still popular to this day fruity drinks were sure. developed were were down in Havana during the prohibition. Uh there was also a lot of that up here too in in the speakeasies because well bathtub gin you know you had a lot of high proof horrible taste just garbage you had liquors to add stuff to it to make so you it had palatable. to hide it sure. that's why um that's sure. that's why so i looked at a couple gin drinks cuz i was thinking what booze do i have in the apartment I so love i gin. so like so that i i also love gin yeah i love gin um and to quote a friend of a friend named Nolan, I'm glad that you can confidently hate yourself enough to admit that you enjoy gin. <laughs> Thank you, Nolan. Um, which, you know what? That's kind of spot on. I Fair get enough. it. Fair enough. I am drinking pine salt. But yeah, pretty much. I, I can you know understand. You're, you know what? You're, gin is less pine salty than most IPAs you buy yeah. these days. Fuck you, not you. No, no, I, I, I don't fuck Nolan though. He, no, no, I, no, I, not I Nolan. Su- no, no, not Nolan. Nolan's right. You have to hate yourself to drink gin, or at least to admit openly that pu- you enjoy drinking. No, no, no. Gin. Just, just, just the, the thought of people being like, "Oh, gin, it tastes like pine salt." No, no, no. You know, you know what? You know what? Most fucking IPAs taste like goddamn pine salt. Continue. I apologize. And so, um, you were looking at gin drinks. Well, it's because I happen to still have a bottle of gin at home. And I was thinking, how can I get away with bringing something to this party and not really having to go to the liquor store where I know that I will spend too much money? Sure. I did wind up also going to the liquor store and did wind up spending too much money. And part of that's because, well, I discovered that Basil Hayden makes a rye. Yes, they do. They make a very good rye. It is a very good rye. That's the rye that I have at home right now that is almost gone. That is not a cheap rye either. No, but (laughs) I was looking at the ryes, and I'm like, okay, well, because... Bullet makes a very, very good rye as well. Well, because I I enjoy an old-fashioned in the first place. Mm. Um, Honestly, I think I discovered it because I was watching Mad Men, and (laughs) he drinks a lot of those, and I was looking at it like, that looks like it could be real good. So I went to a bar, and I ordered it, and... Lo and behold. Fuck that. I like it. But so it also happens to be a Prohibition era drink. It is. Um, And I was looking at the rise and I'm like, I think I was just going to grab Bullet straight off because I know that. I know that I like it. I know that it's fine. And I grabbed it and I start to walk out and I take another glance up and I notice the trademark Basil Hayden bottle sitting there. I went, wait a minute. That's a rye? All right. Fuck you, Bullet. I'm getting that because when I when I'm buying bourbon for myself, I frequently go for Basil Hayden just straight off the bat. I mean, that's a, it, Basil Hayden is always a good choice. 
So when I saw that, I'm like, I need this. By the way, you know who else makes a very good rye? A very expensive rye. Is it Angel's Envy? Angel's Envy makes a very good expensive rye. Unfortunately, can't sponsor us because they don't sponsor. Which is too bad because Um, we would gladly drink the free product they would send us if they sponsored us. Okay, continue. But so anyway, uh, but so I had this bottle of gin at home still. I was like, okay, well, Prohibition, there's bathtub gin. They gotta have gin drinks. Oh yeah, and they do a lot of them. Sure. Uh, and I discovered this about them: a lot of Prohibition era gin drinks amount to take gin of some variety, some quality. We don't even care because in a moment you're gonna dump a fuck ton of lime juice into it, and then there it is. That's your drink. Hey now. man, you just described a Jim Gimlet, man, which is and a Jim Ricky, Jim Ricky as well. Um, uh, that's actually uh, that's what I wound up making at the party gin because Rickies are good because we had gin. Yeah, is lime Jim Ricky ju- Jim Ricky's a fre- is fresh lime juice? So and, and Gimlets are roses. Lo- roses I think lime so. Juice? Yeah, I think that's the difference. So a Jim Ricky is uh, what is it? Ounce and a half of gin. Yes. It is half ounce lime juice. Yes. Topped with uh, soda water. Okay. Or tonic. Yeah. Or, and so actually I have. Did you just use Sprite? No. At that point you can no, just use no, no. Sprite. Uh, but what I do use, and this is actually my go-to tonic when I make a gin and tonic as well because, ooh, it's real good. I've told I've told you about the uh, the little hat gin as well. Yes. Brokers, um, the Jen Loman, who if you're listening to this, hi Jen Loman, love you Jen. And I guess I mentioned you guys earlier too, Nick and Gabby. I don't think you listen. I love you guys but too, but you don't. Hi listen. to you guys. Uh, but so Jen for my birthday got me Brokers gin for the first time, and she also got me this same tonic water that I is now my absolute go to. I don't know if it was the gin. I don't know if it was the tonic. I don't know if it was the combination of the two, but I recommend if you're in the mood for a slightly fruited gin and tonic that is just like dangerously drinkable. Broker's gin, some amount, any amount, just pour it in there (laughs) because a lot of it's about to be hidden by the fact that you're adding the Polar lime tonic water. Hmm. It's specifically it, it's polar tonic water. It's got a picture of a little lime slice on it. You dump that in there. That's good. So I was doing those uh, gin rickies. Was topping them up with that, and ooh, ooh that's, that's really good. good I want that right now. That's a good drink. I don't have any gin. I got the tonic water in the car because I just bought some. I got gin, but I can't start drinking. I gotta work. Uh, it's probably a little bit too late. It's after nine thirty, so no, it's not midnight. No, <laughs> you know, realistically, we could continue going for another three and a half hours. Oh, we have. We could make it to. <laughs> well, that that would put us at a four and a half hour show. And if we start drinking now, by the time we get to midnight, it'll become gr- grouching after dark. <laughs> it would be, um, which that's not fair to Joe to, to exactly. grouch after dark without him. Without him, I mean, I'm torn on this. On the one hand, Joe would be really happy. Not to be here to record a four-hour episode. <laughs> and he's he's made that very clear. On the other hand, Joe would be very upset that we grouched after dark without him. I don't have the stamina to do a four-hour episode right now. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Or what we could do is we could finish an episode, do another episode, and have backup content. Uh, we could, but... It just wouldn't seem right, would it? I don't know. 
I don't know. We'll have to discuss that later. Well, you know, that's always been something. So, so it's funny. We talk about that real quick. Yes, about our extensive backlog. No, well, that's that the funny we clearly th- have. No, but that's the funny thing. Clearly, we clearly we don't. We just sometimes don't have episodes. So people are like, well, you know, why don't you backlog a couple and put them in? And yet at the same time, people are like, well, I like the fact that the shows seem extemporaneous and they seem, you know, of the moment. Listen, like, last time I had an outline, I talked for seven hours <laughs> about Batman versus Superman. And I've told you, so I'm getting tired of telling you I that I've done how, this. I love how the length of that podcast gets longer and longer <laughs> every time you tell it. If I'm doing that, it is totally subconscious. <laughs> um, I think the show was four hours long. Okay. That's probably. But I think at one point truth. it was 95 hours long, or at least it felt like it was seven <laughs> I hours. Did, I have. I had many words on that. Yes. It was not a yes, good movie. That's all right. Um, yeah, so, I don't know. It's it did spawn are... one of my favorite phrases in, in reference to, to DC. What, with no. the horses being an algorithm? No, no, no. Which is fucking true. Uh, it's my favorite, favorite way to talk about any new Batman. Because Batman does the same thing over it. Yeah. And I quote, beating a dead parent. <laughs> um, because that's what it is. You're beating a dead horse. But in this case, the horse is Batman's parents being dead. What if, dead. Uh, what if, what, what if you're, it's, a, it's, it's a Joker reference. You say, you know, beating a dead sidekick. All right. That's a good one. Do you uh, want to throw the crowbar in? Beating a dead sidekick <laughs> with a crowbar. You have to have the pause, though. But so, oh, well, then if you're talking about uh, Spider-Man, it's beating a dead uncle. Oh. You got ben. that too, Uncle Ben. I mean, go make th- some rice. Th- let's face it, Spider-Man suffers from some of the same problems as modern, mo- up until modern Spider-Man. Because I don't know. Because they, well, they they I, ki- how many times did they kill Uncle Ben? Once. That was the thing. So back in the day, and they broke it in the nineties, but it took that long to break it. There were two rules. There were two characters in all the Marvel universe. You never brought back to life, Uncle Ben and Gwen Stacy. No, but I mean the movies specifically, though. Oh Jesus! How many Christ. times did the movies? Oh, I think it was the comics. They no. finally, uh, they finally did both, which is. Let's face it: in the comics, they didn't really bring back Thomas and Martha Wayne, with a notable exception. Which we'll talk about in a second because I want to bring something up. But no, in the movies, they've killed uh, Ben. Oh, they've killed Ben twice. They killed Ben in the uh, in the Sam Raimi Spider Man. They killed Ben in the Amazing Spider Man. Um, we don't have Joe here to do Cliff Robertson dying and also talking about my son. Yeah. Um, Peter. Um, and then the second time it was Martin Sheen. But this one we never saw dead Uncle Ben. We also never saw him becoming Spider Man. Which I know. which I love that they glossed over. Exactly. I mean, Fantastic Four movies have done. It's There's been say, one Fantastic Four movie. Yeah, but like, it's this. It's beating a dead parent at this point. There's, it's like we know the problem with the Fantastic Four. Like we know, it's because those movies are so unbearable that you feel like you've seen them. Like you like, I don't need to see that again. I would. Oh, there's two. I'm sorry, two Fantastic Four movies. But I feel like two Fantastic Four creation. Myths. Like it, I have a hard time remembering and, and being able to acknowledge Fan Four stick. Remember the time his skin was made out of metal and he had electricity powers? That's Doctor Doom. That's how he does. 
anyway, I don't speak- know what this magic armor thing you're always talking about is. I've seen the movies. He's made out of metal. Speaking of Thomas and Mark Wayne, um, and I, we're not doing news today necessarily, but I can talk about something I did read. Um, oh man, we should we we could do a real quick. Bam, 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 bam. Okay, you talked about yours. I'll bring up the news. Uh, Joe sent um, me. They've said that uh, they're they're so. A little while ago, they announced that they are re- that they are going to do the Ezra Miller Flash movie, mm-hmm. and for a long time they said that it wasn't going to have anything to do with Flashpoint. Now they're saying it is going to be Flashpoint. So here's what I'm thinking: Is this how they repair the DC universe? They well, they can't do much worse than the New Fifty Two. Oh no, shit! But what I'm saying is like. Can you go? Can do? Can you find a good enough writer to go in and make the slight adjustments to unaffleck Batman, but at the same time keep Aquaman and Wonder Woman, and maybe give Superman a chance to actually have a good movie? Wait, did we not like Affleck's Batman? I didn't mind Affleck's Batman, but Affleck's not doing Batman anymore. Oh yeah, yeah. that's the point. So now we have to unaffleck Batman, make Batman twenty years younger. You know, Batman could just be Batman in general. Yeah, what I'm saying is, you know, still have this maybe the Affleck, universe. maybe the Affleck Batman was just, uh, you know, he, he that was Bruce Wayne going through his lumberjack phase when he wanted to be a grizzled older gentleman. Maybe, but yeah, so I I don't know I, I I'm I'm wondering if they're saying it's going to be Flashpoint. Basically, is Warner up to their same old game and going? Oh, time travel worked in the Avengers. We're going to try to do that to fix everything. I mean, time travel did work in the Avengers, but time travel was always Flashpoint. I'm going to reserve judgment on this I agree, and I would love it if they actually did Flashpoint. And I would love it if they had fucking, um, what the hell's his name, played Thomas Wayne, like he did in the Affleck movie. What the fuck is his name? I can't think of it. Brendan Fraser. Megan. Oh, Oh, I love him. Yeah, he was Goddamn Tom- great character actor. He was Thomas Wayne in... Uh, in- Marco Martindale. Tom Marco Martindale. No, but that's the only character actor's name that I know, and even then, I can't point to Marco Martindale. <laughs> Who the hell's Marco Martindale? I can't- She's a character actress, and she voices herself on BoJack Horseman, and that's the only Jeffrey reason... Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Like, that's the only reason I know who that is. And specifically, I was watching... Speaking of BoJack Horseman, what'd you think of your Christmas gift? I like that. I got a nice horse head mask. I used to have one. I had one a long time ago. I really wish I'd I had more I time. I used to wear it to parties. I wish I'd had more time because I literally, like, I was like, oh, if I had time and if Gonzo had ever given me his address, I would have broken into his apartment um, and put it in his bed at night. So when he wakes up, oh, ah, ah, Sorry. But so like I had ah! I had one and I used to wear it to parties. And, of course uh, you did. If Josh and, and Chad are listening to this, which one of you may be, I don't know if Chad's listened in a while, but I know Josh has been listening. Continue, um, I have to get some water. I used to wear this mask at parties at that house. And it was also during a time when I forget if it was my hat or if it was someone else's it was probably my own hat, honestly. I wonder if pictures exist from this era. Whatever. 
but I was Professor Clipclop, which uh, uh, amounted to me just sitting there in my normal attire with my jacket on, horse head mask on, hat on top of horse head mask, and harassing Chad's at the time girlfriend, Marissa. Oh, so you were harassing a specific person. Oh, yeah. She did not like the mask. And that was pretty much the whole reason. That and did per- you not like her? Oh, I was fine with her, but I liked to know- I liked to bother her. Okay. As long as there was some satisfaction taken oh, out yeah. of torturing this poor woman. But so it was Professor Clipclop. And actually, when I showed uh, my other friend Rachel me wearing the mask when I was taking those pictures during game yeah. of me just sitting there with the mask on, her response was, Professor Clipclop. It's like, yes, I got a new mask. Jim gave me a mask for Secret Santa. Professor Clipclop's back, y'all. I found that uh, I found that little dice bag just randomly at a bookstore. We were at a bookstore with the baby. Hmm. I sit down. I'm looking just through D&D stuff, and I see this here. I'm like, this is a fucking alithid head. It's an alithid head. Oh, I know who I have to give that to. Yep. Yep. I, and again, if I had had time, I'd have found, found like a candy brain or something to put in it, but I didn't. Ah, let I people have like this. I mean, for the most part, we only really did that. Get a gift themed for the character that you're giving it to that one time. Well, I always try to do um, something themed for people, like, which is why I gave you when I saw the Elithid. I'm like, oh, I because I I got you the horse head because I saw the horse head. I'm like, he's gonna like that. That's actually really funny. When I saw the Elithid, I'm like, yes. Yeah. So I was gonna. The other thing I was gonna say with the horse head is, when you opened it, I was like, hey, look, it's Harbeck's pony. <laughs> Yay! Um, uh, it's so sad that Harbeck's wife is dead. But at the same time, everybody's dead. <laughs> but at the same time, she died before that time that it distinctly wasn't my my fault in particular because I told them all to let blank go. Whatever. I'm not getting into it. Um. Continue. I'm sorry. Horse's head. Yeah. No. I, I enjoyed that. But uh, Margot Martindale, I recognize, because she voices herself on that show where she's always referred to as character actress Margot Martindale. And I was sitting with Joe, and we were watching, I think Janine wanted to watch uh, the DuckTales. The DuckTales. Well, the new DuckTales on Disney+. And I had never watched it before. I sat down, I started to watch it. And I heard a voice. And I'm like picking out voice actors left and right in this thing. And I heard a voice and I went, oh my god, that voice is so familiar. Who the fuck is that? And so we looked it up. It's Margot Martindale. Which kind of... there. There's a joke. I know you haven't seen BoJack. Uh, but there's a joke in there where everybody recognizes her in the role, but no one knows who she is. She's been in a lot of shit. So like when I heard the voice, it was kind of that pin in, in the joke transferring to my real life too which was just holy shit i know that voice but i don't know who that is so i still couldn't point to margo martindale in a role and say that's margo martindale but i that's also the only character actor that i know the name of oh i'll bet you know a few you just don't oh probably but what peter boyle i finally remember peter boyle's goddamn name without me going that guy, he was Ray Romano's father and the monster. Ray Romano's father? He was He's, Ray Romano's yeah. father, yes, and but the like, monster. For the last fucking month, and if Joe was here, he could back me up on this. You've been trying to remember Peter Boyle's name. For the last month, I'd been talking about 
things about Peter Boyle and just he's been popping up in conversation more frequently than normal to me at least and every time I get to Peter Boyle the first thought I have is Marty Feldman no wrong young Frankenstein actor and then it always goes into oh oh come on what's his name you know um oh it's on the tip of my tongue and I'll go into he was the monster young Frankenstein uh, he, he played Ray Romano's father. Oh, what the fuck's his name? And then this is the first time in like a month that I've remembered Peter Boyle's name without having to look it up. Well, I think you should you should count that as a victory. That is. You should count um, that as a goddamn victory. So part of the reason I wanted you to do news, though, yeah, or, or so- your, your piece sounds of news, like you got one. was specifically you, well, your piece of news spun off of random topic of conversation absolutely my piece of news that joe has graced me with thank you joe you know that i don't do my own work um (laughs) joe sent me this news article earlier which also as it turns out spins off of random topic of conversation for this evening uh this is an article from the hartford current actually our local newspaper. Gin is the star at the new Five Corners Bistro and Craft Bar in Farmington. Yes, in Farmington. Yes, this is not this is not far from where I work. And I would go. And I, I just think it must be a sign. We were talking about gin earlier. Here's a gin bar. Um, I would gladly go have a gin with you, Gonzo. So Connecticut has its share of bourbon and tequila bars. But at the new Five Corners Bistro and Craft Bar in Farmington, it's gin's time to shine. Which I'm... Wait, renovated former Stonewell, was that... That's where we used to go to carry... Fuck, I know where this is. All right, I'll go there. Told you, it's right down the street from from where I work. I work work over at UConn Hospital, but I work in a building next to it. 40 diverse bottles and unique spins on gin and tonic cocktails. Okay, that's sure. Would you like to um, get some gin at some point? We could do that. The food looks pretty good too in this picture, and then I, I was reading I, about it. But I don't think I can eat the food, but that's okay. <laughs> and so there's a corner tonic in the left, which looks like a. It's probably a slow gin and tonic because it's got that purpley tint to it. Well, that would be well. Slow gin is look looks like fucking manischewitz. So yeah, actually no, it doesn't. It's bright red when you actually use it. And Miss Porter's Cosmo, right? Cocktails pictured with, and this is wh- why I kind of made the face. If you saw my face when I was looking at this earlier, because it, heirloom squash ravioli, that's probably scallops really good. and beef on wet. I. Time for another hashtag controversial opinion. Okay, let's hear it. I fucking hate squash oh okay i do not like it i never like do you like it. zucchini no so you just don't like any squash okay is zucchini a squash zucchini is a squash i also don't like eggplant and i know that's a nightshade yeah, it is a nightshade but the texture is very close to squash but like i just i don't like squash at all and the only reason that i'm saying that this is a controversial opinion is because in the past month not one, but two people have fought with me on this. And How do you fight with someone on well, what they, and, on and, a food and, and they he, don't he, like? He, here's the thing. Um, 
one of these people, I don't know if she listens to this. If you do, yes, I know you sent me a text afterwards clarifying that you weren't fighting me on it. But for the, the, the purpose of this, you, you and the other person all get lumped in the same thing. Because here's how this has gone. People Gonzo have, is viewing my indignant face right but, now, being indignant on his behalf. But Continue. Like, here's how this has gone in both instances. Person I'm talking to at the time sends me a message and says, I'm making squash-based food of some sort. Insert squash-based food. Okay. To which my response butternut is... Butternut squash soup. There you go. I have given you butternut well, squash soup, which, the, by the way, is well, wild. The, that actually comes up in in this retelling okay so in this case i'm making stuffed squash blossoms so which it's just you probably would probably like doesn't this it's, it's just people say i'm making thing with squash yes to which my response is yuck squash i'm making ratatouille yuck squash and they go what what's yuck about squash i say i don't like squash i just don't to which their response inevitably is, well, have you tried this? Maybe you just haven't. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll pull up just to get a, a, a brief bit of, I mean, of a squash-based discussion. That, that manner of discussion, oh, you don't like it. Have you tried this? Well, if they're being positive about it, because you could be like, hey, I get it, but I really have experienced well, so this. You, I enjoy it. Maybe you would enjoy it. But if they're getting defensive, I love the whole, well, my squash. No, it's not your squash or anyone's squash. I don't like the base ingredient. Well, like, here's the thing is, uh, you know, so this person was talking uh, talking about a new kitchen knife that uh, sliced the squash like it was nothing. That's exciting. And I said, yuck squash, because that's real cool about the knife. I'm excited about the knife. I'm excited that mm -hmm. you're getting into cooking. This is also the person that might listen to this show. Yep. So I, I want you to know I am excited about you cooking. And how into it you're getting. it, But you, you happen to say the squash word. So yuck squash. And obviously you're comfortable enough in your relationship with that person to be able to go, Haha, yuck squash. Which is and, fine. And the response was, oh, there are lots of different types of squash. Don't yuck it if you've only had it one way. That's a viable statement. Because there are many, squash has many different permutations that are completely different. That taste different, look different, feel different. And then but they, still, then they go on to say, I'm going to make spaghetti squash one day oh, with, with garlic butter sauce. Try that. I bet you'll like it. Ooh. And it's like, no, well, say, I've tried squash a bunch. It's yuck. Because it is. And here, here's the thing is like, again, you know, sure, there are lots of different types of squash. I mean, I've had, and, I've had and, spaghetti and, squash. It's okay. And don't yuck small. it if you've only had it one way. True, very true. Um, what you should know is, growing up, my mother cooked dinner every night. Well, almost every night. There were some nights. But she cooked a lot of dinner. She tried out a lot of foods. I had a lot of foods put in front of me, and I tried a lot of different foods. I've tried your butternut squashes. Ugh. I've tried your acorn squash. Ugh. I've tried your yellow squashes. Ugh. I've tried your spaghetti squashes. Ugh. I've tried spaghetti squash cooked like it was spaghetti with tomato sauce yeah. on it for vegetarian or not vegetarian, but gluten free, yeah. like diet, healthy spaghetti. I've tried butternut squash soups. I've tried. 
I've tried a lot of different squashes. I do like yellow summer squashes and zucchinis. Like I, I'm down with that, but it's not see, for everybody. Again, though, I, I don't like zucchini for, but either. But it's not for everybody, yeah. And so I was like, but don't yuck it if you've only had it one way. Right. Okay, correct, but also I've had it a lot of different ways. I do not like it. And so I say, you know, I've tried it a bunch. Don't like it. And goes on to talk about how, you know, she's making a different type of squash. Now, to be fair, I've never heard of this type of a squash. But What kind of squash? Delicata squash. Yeah, that's delicata. But, like, that's the thing. I just straight it's up say, af- after that, I say, I don't like squash. She Okay. So she's hoping for a green eggs and ham scenario. <laughs> you ever read Green Eggs and Ham? This I guy. Have. Okay, so so effectively, Sam browbeats this motherfucker into eating ham. Like literally, he eats the guy eats the green eggs and ham. The line is literally, Sam, if you let me be, I will try them. You will see. Now, in the end, he ends up liking it. But the fact is, is that for like seven, eight pages of this twelve-page book, no, I don't like it. I don't. Would you like it this way? No, I don't like it. Would you like it this way? No, I finally, finally, the guy breaks down. I think Green Eggs and Ham is not about being open-minded to new experiences. I think it's about the power of pressuring and browbeating and gaslighting someone to the point where they finally just do what you want. It's a model of oppression. So then I followed up. I followed up with the don't like squash and uh, don't pic- no sell my phenomenal uh, my phenomenal uh, uh, literature thing. Shut up, keep going. <laughs> so I took a screenshot of a thread on Reddit that was basic. It was posted to the r slash rant subreddit <laughs> just about a year ago, and the title of it was like "fuck squash." I just had a literary epiphany, and it's just "fuck squash." And so the screenshot I sent was of a conversation going on in the comments that was i hate squash too spaghetti squash disgusts me dude fuck squash gross disgusting awful everything about it fucking sucks i didn't read anything but the title yet i too hate the squash and the response to that was butternut squash soup have you ever had that pumpkin pie pumpkin bread is like okay first off yes i will eat a slice of pumpkin pie i'll eat a very small slice of pumpkin pie because to me, there are plenty of other better pies also on the table in general. But I do like pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie doesn't taste like pumpkin. It tastes like pumpkin seasoning. I like pumpkin pie, too. It's cinnamon, allspice, sugar. Cloves. Yeah. Brown sugar. It's molasses. It's, it's all good stuff. And the pumpkin is the vegetable suspension in which those flavors are held. There's really not a whole lot. Of, that's why like, always pumpkin spice. Yeah. It's not pumpkin. No. But continue. I apologize. So it's butternut squash soup. Have you ever had that? Why, yes. Let me tell you about my aunt's Thanksgiving that I go to. For the soup course, it is butternut squash soup with a dollop of sour cream in it. That sounds, that sounds traditional. And I wouldn't eat it either. I eat. No, none of them. Listen, I don't pimp this podcast to my own family. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I but, had to tell my mother-in-law not to listen to this show once. But to be polite, I ate a grand total of like five spoonfuls while spending most of the other time pushing it around the bowl, just passing time. Because, oh boy, 
butternut squash soup fucking sucks. <laughs> it is. It's bad. It's. I do not enjoy it. So, uh, yes, my aunt makes it for Thanksgiving. I don't like it. And that's when it's like, I don't know why that's so hard to understand. I tried it. Tried many different squashes, prepared many different ways. I don't like it. It is legitimately one of the few foods that I outright, that I will outright refuse. Um, there are like, it's okay. I hate peas. For me, there I are. I can't eat peas. I hate them. I the hate way, peas in all forms. The way I see it, there are, I think, pretty much only like three foods that if placed in front of me, I will go no, ah, four. I almost forgot about another important one for me. Hey, Gonzo, do you like peas? I do. I don't. That's understandable. They're a little weird. I don't like peas. What about pea pods? Not really. Okay. I mean, like, so there are the, um, so there's pea pods. Yeah. And then there's the Asian. The edamame. No, not edamame. The, the, the snow peas. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which aren't really peas. Yeah. And then there's the pea pods. Snow peas and, like, stir fry and shit like that, I can eat. You know why? They don't taste like peas. Yeah. You know what tastes like peas? Peas. And I don't like the taste of peas. And my, totally fine with that. And my nightmare food, the English love mushy peas. No. I, See, I, no, I, that, I, could, that is I couldn't the fuel do that. upon which the Holocaust is built. Like, it's that bad. How do you feel about split pea soup? This isn't me pressuring you. This is me asking legitimate split questions. Split pea soup? Yeah. Besides the vile negative connotation I have with the Exorcist, mm -hmm. it is disgusting. And I know that the okay. main flavoring is ham. Mm -hmm. And I like ham a lot. Um, but it tastes like ham with peas. Okay. Well, that's why I was asking the question. And I can't. I can't. I just, I don't like, no, I'm not. And split peas aren't even peas. They're lentil type things that taste like peas. And I, this is I totally fine. With lentils that. I like, but not 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 pea flavored lentils. I will not force you to eat peas. Thank you. Continue. Four foods you won't eat. Ah yes, I can do this too. Number one. Yes. Could I, could I make it five? Could I make this a top five? Top five foods I would least like to eat. Done. Th ladies and gentlemen, we're back to format. Top five foods we will not eat. Go. Your top five. Um, in no order. In no particular to. order. Yep. Squash. Obviously, I've just finished my giant rant about why I won't eat yes. squash. Uh, sweet potato. Viable. I'm not a fan either. I do not like sweet potato. Yeah. And fuck you, I do not really even care for sweet potato pie. No, um, do I. I'd rather I, have pumpkin pie. Because everyone's like, oh, well, it tastes just like pumpkin pie. No, it fucking no, it doesn't. doesn't. No, it doesn't. You are wrong. And it's a completely different texture. You, you have been brainwashed into believing that this tastes like pumpkin pie, can but rock, you are false. I can sometimes rock the sweet potato fries if I know they're coming. And Oh, yeah, no. Do not sneak a sweet potato oh, fry sneak, on me. If you sneak them, I'll punch you in the if I look at a If I look at a plate of fries and I go, oh, sweet seasoned fries this will be great and i pop that in my mouth and it's a goddamn sweet potato Some, i will spit it back out someone's getting punched in the meat banana for it, that. it will be mushy and yeah. chewed up because i will have had to have tasted the sweet potato but i will spit that fucker 
right back I, out. So, I don't even care. So it's squash. It's squash. Sweet potato. Sweet potato. Um, eggplant. Okay. Do not like eggplant. I don't like eggplant, but okay. Um, I don't know if it's a taste or a texture thing it's for both. me. It's both. I just do not like it. Yeah, I, um, I can see where people don't like it. And I, th- I think I may have even turned it down here at one point. I think you may have. No, I don't uh, think I've ever served eggplant here. Okay. Because I, 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 I'll, I'll be honest with you. I know I haven't. How do I know? I have never cooked an eggplant in my life. All right. I've eaten a lot of prepared eggplant, but I have never attempted to make either an eggplant or an aubergine if you're if you're uh, European. But yeah, but maybe 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 we had like eggplant parmesan like that we had gotten or something, and I offered you some. But other than that, and no. like, it, it, if I go out to and mind you, a lot of these, honestly, the eggplant. The eggplant and maybe the squash. I'm really on the fence about the squash. The texture but of eggplant I'm, may remind you of squash, but I'm and saying, that's why you don't like it. Like, if I go over to uh, Brian Ballou's house, if I go over to Brian's house and him or uh, his fiance, mm-hmm. they, they got engaged. Yep. I, if either of them are cooking and they make me something. And now Brian is vegetarian, yes, so is. a lot of his foods are vegetarian. Mm-hmm. So if I show up. And he's made something with eggplant in it. And he off- and he says, hey, I'm going to cook dinner. Come over for dinner. And he makes eggplant. I'll sit down and, yeah, I'll eat it. Because that's a politeness thing. Right, too. but that still doesn't mean that's a food that you would eat. I do not enjoy it. All right, next. Um, yeah, two more. So that was squash, squash sweet, potato, sweet potato, eggplant, quinoa. Don't like quinoa. I do okay. not. And this is the one that I'm sort of able to concede that maybe I just haven't had it prepared a way that I enjoy. A lot of people don't know how to make quinoa. But simultaneously, this goes back to the same sort of response I have to the squash argument. which is My wife just sent me a news article. (laughs) Which is, my mother tried multiple times to make quinoa and, and give me some quinoa. And so I have tried it multiple times. Now, this is the thing about me and food. I'll try, I, I'll try anything three times. Yeah, definitely. Uh, maybe it was prepared wrong. Like, I give food a lot of chances. And quinoa, I've given a lot of chances. And this is the one that I'm willing to concede. Perhaps I'm wrong. Perhaps there's a way that now, I will enjoy it. Because but for now, it's viable. For instance, uh, I used to hate white, plain white rice. Hated it. Didn't like it, even though it tastes like nothing. It doesn't taste like anything. Well, it tastes like what you add to it, or what you cook it with, or in, or what was served with it. But well, it was it just not being cooked well because it was mushy. I don't know. I just hated it. Now okay though, now? I, last week I <laughs> ate it for three out of seven meals so because it's a billion Chinese people can't be wrong. It's like what I happen to have in <laughs> yeah. the apartment, yeah. and I was hungry and. Boy, it might not taste like much, but you know what's filling? Rice. White fucking rice. Rice, yeah. All right, what's, what's number five? So, so like, but quinoa. Oh, quinoa, I'm sorry. Uh, quinoa. Come back the, to quinoa. The fact that I enjoy rice now. Uh, I didn't like couscous for a I'm still not a huge I fan of. I love couscous. Still not a huge fan of the tiny couscous, but you know what I like? Israeli couscous. The big, yeah. the big couscous pearls. That's. Yeah, it's Israeli couscous. That's I think it's, again, because it's probably. Not very flavorful in 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 general, but it's fil- it's satisfying to yeah. eat. It's chewy and, and mm-hmm. glutinous, and yeah, I'm I'm down with that. 
All right, what's number I'm five? getting hungry now, too. What's number five? Number five. You specifically that, threw a fifth I know, one but that, that's the tough one because I knew that I had those four that are things that if people say, here, have some, I'll turn it back away. Um, so I guess this is going to be one that I'm kind of. Liver? I've never had liver. I like liver. People give I liver would, a hard time. I would try it. I've never had it, but liver, I would try liver's it. Gotta be, liver's got to be prepared correctly. Well, I'm just trying to think of things that a lot of people don't like. Uh, how do you feel about cilantro? Some people hate cilantro. They say it tastes like soap. Uh, well, that's a genetic thing, I actually. Um, I think it's fascinating. I feel like... You know what else is genetic? Um, when, so Brussels sprouts. I love Brussels sprouts. Um, people eat, you know, the people that eat, uh, you know, oh, asparagus, your asparagus, so it yeah. makes your pee smell different. Evidently, um, it doesn't make everyone's pee smell different. No, it does not make mine. Oh, it makes my pee smell different. I feel like we had this conversation. Did we have this conversation here where Maybe. you, I think, said you, if it did, you would know? Oh, yeah. I, I actually ate it fairly recently, you'd and um, if you pee, you'd know. Like, so no, it, it does not affect me. All right. So, uh, so you want to think about that like, fifth one? Like I'm fine with that. Uh, I swear that I can do mine. Yeah, you do it. I know right. that there's one that's on the tip of my tongue. So for me, number one is an, in no order. So top five. One is obviously peas. Yeah. Uh, the second one is hot mayonnaise. Ooh, I didn't know that was an option. Well, actually, no. I've had it on steak and cheeses. See, I can't. Like, I will okay. scrape it off a steak and cheese. Okay. Like, I've seen you do it. I I, I have seen you do it. Cannot do hot mayonnaise. Um, it's. Oh, <laughs> Just thinking about it. Um, I feel like, for me, when I think about the phrase hot mayonnaise, my <laughs> instinctive reaction is, ugh. But if I don't think about the concept of hot mayonnaise, uh, yeah. if I get a steak and cheese and it's on it, and, yeah, that's hot yeah, mayonnaise. I can't do it. You've, I'm fine but with you it. have watched me disassemble the sandwich and scrape you, it off. You forgot to ask for it. Yep, I always I forget was, to, yep. We ordered steak and cheese from uh, people's cheese choice. Here. And yeah. yeah, that was when Jamie was sitting right here. She yeah. had food. I was here. I have food. And I was there, and I yeah. had to scrape my fucking sandwich. I remember. Um, all right, so it's peas, hot mayonnaise. What else will I eat? Um, there's not a lot. Um, uh, really, any canned green vegetable mm-hmm. any canned green vegetable it's just oh man a, a green bean casserole made with that salty ass green beans from a can there's something about it that's, so, that's just like it's so, like a frito pie so when i was a kid my real mom was not much of a cook and green beans and from a can happened and i would say the green beans in a can put me off of green beans in general for about 30 years Mm. Mm. more um because there's almost nothing better than a fresh crisp green bean that has just been lightly dressed in olive oil oh, yeah. and cooked in the pan with garlic for a few minutes and oh, then the f- just or even just a really good green yeah. bean fresh snap string bean eat it raw i forget who gave someone gave me just a bag full of fresh string beans yep. because they brought them for a snack and yep. i said oh i love those and they said well here have the rest i'm done with them i proceed to eat the rest of 
this huge yeah. bag of fresh string beans. I believe I had some pretty bad poops later. Oh, I'm sure you get but, gassy. Yeah. Oh, boy, I ate um, that entire thing. Good segue, because here's the next one. I will not eat baked beans. Boston mm. baked beans, mm -hmm. under any circumstances, I find them vile. I don't know why. I don't mind kidney beans. Mm -hmm. I don't mind pinto beans. I don't mind cinnamon and sugar. I don't mind pork. I don't mind salt pork or pork fat. But you put all of those things together, and it's disgusting. I can't do it. So, so far we have, we said, um, peas. peas, hot mayonnaise, canned green vegetables, and baked beans. Yeah. Let's, there's got there's one more there's one more that I just I gotta think about I just cannot do like I know there's something on the tip of my tongue you know the answer is my wife would probably she, she'd know off the top but she wasn't so I couldn't do it. Uh, if it weren't so late I I would text my own mother right now yeah. and say hey mom what's a food that I won't eat I've already done this this this, 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 this and this, this. yeah um, um oh I cannot eat well you know I'll think of something you know what most I'll say this, most preserved fish. So I can eat tuna fish with no problem. I eat mm -hmm. canned tuna fish mm -hmm. with no problem. But um, any like pickled herring or... Never tried that. Gefilte fish. Never tried that. Or I'm not huge on oil-packed sardines. I can do like anchovies, mm -hmm. but not for the most part, but not whole. I can do the... The, you know the anchovy fillets yeah. i can do those in very small amounts but for the most part really most preserved fish again i can say though with the preserved fish it's a good possibility because i know people that that have really like high quality preserved fish and they love it like really high-end sardines like i like freshwater packed sardines i've done that before but like the oiled ones the really cured ones yeah. i'm not a huge fan of but i've been told that i would based on you know you know if you get this kind you'll like it because you like this it's like oh, okay you know my palate there you go but yeah um runner up um and i put this in the i'll try to eat anything three times i've only had this one and a half times mm -hmm. and that is sea urchin okay so i have to eventually go back and have go to a and you have to go to a good good japanese restaurant because most reg regular japanese restaurants don't carry them because they're very perishable so i'm gonna have to go to another good japanese restaurant at some point and try to have sea urchin again to see if i like it okay so, like i've got a couple things that don't really fit the prompt because it, like specifically exactly a couple of things yeah i always feel like guacamole slash avocado and hummus are things that I don't like until they're in front of me, and then I eat them, and, and I go, oh, wait, them. shit, I do enjoy this. So but my, the, these, my, my these live in a that, place in my brain that's like, my no, you don't like year. it. Jamie does that every year. Jamie, it's around St. Patrick's Day. I'm going to make corned beef. Oh, I don't know if I like that. You loved it last year, and for the past 20 years that I've been making it for you, oh, yeah, that's right, I like that. Like, I don't know why these are things that are stuck in my brain as, I don't like that, when in fact I do. Um... Now, there are things I can say that I've my palate has developed. I mean, uh, there uh, were things that back in the day I wouldn't eat that I can eat now. A poorly cooked stuffed mushroom is not on my list of things yeah, that I prefer to but eat. But you'll still eat it because you won't know it's poorly cooked until you, after you've eaten it. And in the, in general, uh, 
vegetarian stuffed peppers. Oh my god. I know the thing that definitely I'll never eat again. Yeah? I ever tell you the story about the tofurkey kielbasa? That sounds awful. So, my friend Mark, at one point decided that he, well, let me rephrase this. A lady that he was pursuing, Mm -hmm. and there's an entire drama there. That's not for recording. Decided that she was going to be a vegetarian. So, of course, he decided he was going to try being a vegetarian to support her. Anyway, so one night I'm over his house and I think I'm about, I gotta be like, I don't think I was 30 yet, or maybe I was 30. Um, so I go over and he makes, he cooks tofurkey kielbasa. And I eat it. Mm-hmm. And it is the most disgusting food I've ever had in my life. It discomfited me so much that it gave me the worst heartburn I've ever had. It was so bad that I thought I was having a heart attack. I triggered a panic attack and literally went to the hospital Oof. because I thought I was having a heart attack. And it turned out I was having a horrible ass reflux attack mixed with a four alarm panic attack. And everything was a perfect storm. They're like, they're like of course it felt like a heart attack. So tofurkey kielbasa is the worst thing I've ever eaten in my life. I, de- I don't know. Um, I definitely feel like like I can almost see it in my mind's eye the the mythical fifth thing that I won't eat. But well, let's go to mail. Yeah, I I'm not gonna figure it out this. But you might you know, if I remember it later on. Just I'll inject bring it, it in. put it right in there. Yeah. Um, so we haven't done this all show, but if you do want to get in touch with us, there's a couple different ways. You can just on social media. Um, on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Couch Crouches, uh, Facebook.com slash Couch Crouches, or you can email us at couchcrouches at gmail.com. Our first email comes to us from couchcrouches at gmail.com, and it's actually from New Year's Eve. It's from our friend of the show and love of our life, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. She says, Happy New Year, fellas. I won't ask you about resolutions because I'm not personally a fan. That being said, what are you looking forward to most in 2020? Gonzo? Existential hellscape. <laughs> I'm looking for- I mean, not that, yeah. but- I'm looking forward to being able to fit into my clothes again. What am I looking forward to? And, and not hurting when I live. Like, you know, it's like, well, what do you do that makes you hurt? exist existential hellscape yeah so i'm looking forward to not having pain be constant Hmm. anything you're specifically looking forward to i I mean it could be something as simple as hey this movie's coming out or or i know i have yeah i know i have this really good experience coming up i was going to make a hand job joke i don't know why but uh, (laughs) i'll tell you who doesn't have that coming up (laughs) it's me (laughs) This real uh, un- unless any of you want to surprise this me. This real unenthusiastic hand job coming up in June. You know what? Forward to you know what? Huh? What am I looking forward to this year? Um. I, I'm sure that I am in fact looking forward to certain things, like there's this 
it's not like I'm not looking forward to anything. Like, there's nothing looming on the horizon that I go, oh, I don't want that to happen. Um, <laughs> I think that uh, it... Hmm. Hmm. It's going to sound real weird because, hey, ask me again in like three months and I'll tell you what I wish I had never done. Okay. I'm almost looking forward to, he says tentatively, and I would knock on wood except the microphone's on it and that would sound really awful. Tentatively looking forward to the beginning parts of rehearsal for fair. I knew you were going to say it. Because. I knew you were going to say it. I mean, Rocky's been done yep, for yep. almost three months now. I didn't audition um, for that show, by the way. No? I decided not to. It's just, it's not. Ooh, today's Thursday, right? Yeah. Oh, it's probably too late. I got to text Brian. Um, he auditioned for um, for Next Normal in Man- um, Milford. Milford. Man- no, Milford? Not in Manchester. What the they, fuck's they- the... Place is right next to Middletown. Um, Meriden. Meriden. Oh, that's right. Yes, over at Cal- Meriden. Yes. He auditioned. Uh, he got called back, and I believe callbacks were today. Oh, good luck to him. So I gotta ask him. I gotta ask him about that. See how that went. Hope it went well. Um, this is Brian Balloon? Yep. Oh, he. I bet he'd be great. He, he auditioned for the dad. He'd be spectacular. He wants to be the dad. It's that's the part that I want so yeah. far. But oh my god, that. I wish there was a vocal part in that show for me. Yeah, uh, psychopharmacologist is like the only thing. So you could be reasonably, and he's hysterical. Yeah, and logically, that's I know me. It's a small part, but it, he's got some very fun stuff to do in that show. There's only, it's only a five person cast. Like I know me though. That's that's the role that I would probably get cast as. Um, so looking but, forward to getting ready for fair. Well, that's huh? that's the thing is, there are a lot of friends that I only ever see during fair time and. Honestly, I think part of that's because by the time we're done in, in like late summer, yeah, I hate every last one of them and I'm glad to be rid of them. Of course you do. But now that we've been in the off season for a while, I kind of miss them. I kind of miss hanging out with them and having a, an excuse and a reason to drive down to that part of the world to hang out with them. Sure. Uh, I've been out of a show for a little while, so. I know I said I was taking a break, and I have been really good about taking a break. Okay. Because I believe it was around this time last year that I wound up roping myself into hair. Um, This is about the time, yes. So it's been a pretty good break, but kind of want to get right back into that. And again, like I said, I actually think uh, part of the reason is because the auditions are normally right around now. Sure. They pushed them off an extra month this year. Okay. Um, because as it turns out, we don't need that whole extra month for us to all hate everything about what we're doing. <laughs> so, like I said, ask me again in two months, and I will tell you that I wish I had never auditioned for this again. Why didn't I stay quit when I quit last time? <laughs> but right now, I'm kind of looking forward to tentatively run fair so do you know what you guys are doing is it going to be how it's going to be different no no clue um we were supposed to have the script ooh a month ago okay to which i will respond the exact same way that i've responded to anyone that's asked me hey do we have a script yet (laughs) we won't have one come audition time what are you insane so there's that 
Um, yeah, that's a decent enough answer, I guess. That is a good question. All right, so I have a. I'm trying to cue. Something Thank you up for your here. question, Sarah. So we got to make it a point to go see Sarah at some point. We do. Let's go. I'll take a road trip right now. Let's go up right now. <laughs> our next, our next email comes from Stephen at crouchgrouches at gmail.com. Hi, Stephen. Steve says uh, he he entitles it. You're rubbing off on me. Well, well only I... only with your consent. Okay, I was gonna make a similar joke. Thank you for beating me to the punch. I don't know Stephen as well as you yeah. do, so it'd be a little weird. Steve says, "Hey guys, just wanted to share a quick story this week." I figure you'd get a kick out of it. Went to dinner with my wife, and during one of the many drive-bys by the waitress asking how our food is, I said excellent. My wife then informed me that every time I say excellent, it reminds her of Keanu Reeves, to which I replied with an impersonation of him in his Bill and Ted days. She then <laughs> mentions that, my, that the conversation made her want to watch Dracula. My response was a perfect rendition of the soundbite you play from time to time. You've played it enough times that I know it by heart and can recite it on command without the need for a soundboard. The ensuing laughter from her interrupted the dinner of a few families near us, so if I, if I get an angry letter from any of them, I'll be forwarding it to you so you can apologize. Carfax ever. Thanks for, for all you do and have a fantastic 2020. Now, as we've, we're doing it at the couch and I don't have the computer hooked up, so I'm trying to do everything on my phone, so let's see how I did. You must understand. I doubted everything, oh. even my mind. I was impotent with fear. I know. But, sir, I know where the bastard sleeps. I brought him there to Carfax Abbey. Oh, he's so bad. <laughs> Just so bad. It, it, it has been a legitimate while since I've watched yeah, that movie. I can't. I, I enjoy parts of it uh, well, I, I believe i talk about We've this every had fucking this conversation time. all the time we know tom waits we know that tom waits is the best thing that's ever happened in a dracula movie since bell lugosi gary oldman gary oldman's okay but anthony hopkins is better anthony hopkins um anthony hopkins but, chewing oh the scenery just bouncing off the walls like i was like, oh just boy. a coked out fiend i forgot about that and I, like i forgot about the entire context of all that oh, i yeah. just forgot how bad in general it was fear. because you listen to that one <laughs> clip enough times and you you could almost trick yourself into thinking that the rest of the movie's okay this is the bad part no yeah, it's just all did, just did the extended version for you there steven and fucking winona Ryder's up in that bitch uh, winona Ryder's the reason why that movie's bad she was an executive producer and made a lot of really bad production um, listening to that well that was prime uh five finger discount crazy winona right way before that this well, was this was winona at the height of her fame oh okay yeah um listening to the director's commentary on that because coppola directed that so he does director's commentary that is a bitter angry little man when it comes to that movie because he's like why am i fucking even here so um yeah so uh, i i didn't see any twitter activity from people and nothing specifically from facebook so we're going to call that mail for the day as always please feel free to get in touch with us um we have a surge we have a couple more uh, youtube followers um Hey, man, just subscribe to the YouTube channel. Aha. We're putting more stuff on it. I'll tell you one of the things that I don't eat. Oh, and that? this is really, for me, just a 
This one's not a, I will absolutely turn it away. It's just right. a I will never order it for myself. What's that? I don't like cooked fish steaks. Like, like swordfish steaks. I don't or... like swordfish steak, tuna steak. Okay. Th- that sort of a how can I describe it in a way that makes sense? I don't like end grain fishes. Okay. Where it's that densely packed. Yep. That way. You like. I like a codfish, a white fish. I like the flaky fishes. Yep. Totally fine. And don't get me wrong, I don't mean that I like my fishes battered and fried. It's for me, I think it's 90% a texture thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's give it a conservative 75% texture. Probably about a 10 to 15% uh, if it's not cooked just right. It's I find it really dry. It can be re- you, swordfish is extremely easy to fuck up. Tuna, not as much because tuna is a little bit, um, when it comes down to it, hardier. It's, you, you, can, you can fuck up tuna really well as well. But swordfish is super easy. One minute, it's almost there. And a minute later, you cannot rescue it. Hey, Jamie, come here for a second. And I think there's like a 5% on there. I'm giving a 5% wiggle room because I'm pretty sure that like when we've been in the Caribbean, I've had fish steaks just because it's, I picked a thing off a menu or because it's what they happen to have that whatever. I'm pretty sure I do in fact enjoy it when it's like really good. And, and done really well. So that's a 5% wiggle room because the other 5% on there, I think, for me, is it's a, it's a little, it tastes a little, for lack of a better word, a little too fishy. Fair. All right. So, so far, we have, for me, five top five things I won't eat. We have peas, hot mayonnaise. You had, Warm mayonnaise. You had peas, hot mayonnaise, canned uh, green vegetables, canned green beans, uh, green vegetables, um, tofu. No, not tofu. Oh no, 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 no. Did, oh yeah, tofurkey kielbasa. Yeah. yeah, but that was a that, side note. I but, thought that was your fourth one. No, there was one other one. There was uh, oh prepared fish, like for the most part. But can you think of anything? Specifically oh yeah, you're I like your eat? salt, your yeah. your oil packed. Yeah. Like tiny Can fishes. you think of something specifically that I don't eat that's better? So like, I, I'll, I'll I, replace stuff. I feel like this is cheating because... It is cheating. I'm totally cheating. I, I, I can't ask my mother. I was going to ask no, you my can't. mom. Um, if Jamie had stayed upstairs, I wouldn't have asked her. <laughs> no. Yeah, but, like, I can't... Yes, he's I, not I, married. I can't phone a friend yeah. on this one. Yeah. So, James... His mom is the only woman that he's lived with for more than 20 years. You, by the, uh, on the other hand, I have lived with for 20 years. <laughs> she can't think of it. All right. That's fine. Uh, if we if we count your tofurkey kielbasa. I'll take it. I'll take it. I uh, feel like, yeah, there's definitely a couple things like that. that I'm... For years, I couldn't eat raw tomato. Yeah? I can do it now if it's a good raw tomato. If it's Well, if it's not good, I'll just be like, oh, that's not good. I don't want to eat that. When I was a kid, it was like, Bleh! Like, I think that the key to most of these that I've listed, with the exception of, like, that last one, yeah, is pretty much the whole, um, most things, even if I didn't like it, even if I still don't really like it, if it's, if it's in front of me, 
I will, I, I, I will fully admit when I'm wrong, and I will continue to try it. If, like, if there's something like, uh, yeah, we're at two, two hour three. Well done. Yeah, it's not a four hour, and that's fine by me. But I'm excited that we got two hours in and haven't talked about a goddamn thing. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Joe, this is what happens when you're not here. Who am I? You're, you're not gonna listen to this episode. You're not but, listen to this episode. Uh, this is what we do when you're not here to keep us on topic or whatever. I don't know. It's been two hours of nothing. This is a good two hours, though. You know um, what, though? People love this shit. So, like, th- there are certain things that are popping into and out of my head. I'm not a huge fan of, like, uh, I guess figs in general, like flatbread with some fig on and for me, that's definitely a, I don't like to mix the sweet with the savory all that much like that. So that's interesting because I don't disagree, but I keep finding. So what will happen is I'll make that type of thing, that type of statement, and then I'll be disproven. Like, I'm not a fan like, of meat with fruit. The meat with fruit. But there's ultimate like there's an exception I can think of off the top of my head. I don't like meat with fruit, but I love turkey with cranberry. Yeah, yeah. So like, how you feel about uh, pork chops with pork chops and applesauce? Yeah, there you go. I mean, it a, a more iconic duo I cannot think of culinarily. It's like what I'm saying though is that these things are things that I, if it if it's placed in front of me, even if I don't necessarily like it or think that I like it, I'm gonna keep eating it sure. because every time it gets put in front of me. But the thing about most of those things on my list, the quinoa, the squash, mm-hmm. the sweet potato, those are the ones that when they get put in front of me, it, if it's a politeness thing, yes. I'll pretend, yes, I will. I'll pretend to eat it. I will consume a portion of that and otherwise fill up the time until, oh, well, it's time for another course now. This was great, but I'm saving room for. But those things are the things that if they are placed before me, I will straight up look at them and go, fuck you, no. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you, no. I will not be eating that. Thank you. Oh, that looks good. Yeah, that I made looks, that. That's that looks like good chunky meat. Yeah, I made for Thief Burgundy and I made that. I made that. You know what? I saw a recipe for that when I was looking for things. Um, I could Is show that you Instant Pot? Real, that's not the Instant Pot, but I can show you a really easy Instant Pot way to make Cause it. Because that's why it's on the tip of my tongue lately is because... Looking for Instant Pot recipes. Oh, I got And millions. that's one of the ones that first popped up. And ooh. Dude, that's, f- that's five ingredients. Oh, that smells good. Yeah, that's five ingredients. That smells real good. All right, so tell you what. I'm, I'm going to show Jamie what I made for dinner later. Yeah. So, um, But not now because I know that Gonzo she doesn't is like now being sla- recorded. Gonzo is slavering over, Gon- uh, over Jamie's dinner. So I am also starting to get tired. Yeah. I'm not hitting the wall, but it's approaching. Oh, we're about done. So um, I, guess it, I guess what I'll do is uh, I'll see if I can make this work uh otherwise uh, you know yeah we're, we're 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 going we're going gonzo we're going gorilla on this tonight see what i did there yeah um so i guess we'll just there we go so um you want to get in touch with us as we said before uh facebook and uh, facebook.com slash couch crouches twitter and instagram at couch crouches email couch crouches at gmail.com all right Gonzo's Black Magic Corner. Oh wait, we did that yeah, already. Yeah, we, we already did that. Uh, no demons this time. No though. demons. Just though. a good like forty minutes of me talking about the occult. Yeah. Uh, 
So we'll be back next week. Hopefully we'll have Joe back. We'll have Joe back next week. Yeah, he should be. Um, and does that mean his cabarets this weekend? Yeah, I might go. I don't know yet. Well, until then, for Couch Grouches, this is Jim. I'm Gonzo. Fuck. Fuck on, audience. Wow. Your future self is spying on you through your memories.